Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get started into the top five stories trending here in Thailand today, don't forget, as always, to like this video, subscribe to the channel if you already haven't, and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast or live stream is available on the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player and you prefer to differentiate from YouTube. There's a link down below in the description which will take you to a vast array of podcast players where the show is hosted on. And finally, well, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do that. And the first and most easiest way is to look down in the description and hit that link for the membership for YouTube channels. And through this, you can uh, pay 100 baht a month. And for that, you'll get some emojis. You'll get a little uh, symbol beside your name showing that you're a channel member. But most of all, you'll get this show when it's immediately uploaded onto the platform and not at 7 a.m. like pretty much everyone else has to wait for. The other way is to look down in the description and there is a link to buymeacoffee.com and you can also donate to the show through there. So now that that's all kind of done and dusted, let's jump into the first story that's been trending here today and that's in relation to Swanapum Airport. Airport chaos as passenger checkout system fails. Long queues formed at Suanapum Airport on Wednesday morning after the biometric blacklist system used by the Immigration Bureau broke down. Police Major General Chongrong Rimpadi said the problem began at 4.30am when the biometric blacklist system malfunctioned. This meant a process that normally took 45 seconds took more than one minute. The automatic passenger check channels at the airport also stalled, adding to the problem. The congestion mainly affected outbound travellers. Queues built up, stretching back to the luggage examination areas, Police Major General Chong Rong said. Immigration officers had to check all travellers through manually and use the advanced passenger processing system at Swanapum Airport to assist them with the checks. After talks with the biometric system vendor, the service was restored at about 1.30pm. So it looks like there was a little bit of chaos uh, on Wednesday morning at Swanapum Airport. Judging from the photos I saw, it certainly was well backed up and there was a lot of queues for people. I heard no reports of people missing flights because of it, but you know, with technology, there's always going to be a hiccup along the way and you can't particularly blame the immigration for this. It's probably the company that installed it. And of course, they said after talks, I'd say it was more screaming, get the damn system up and going again. But these things do happen and we certainly we can't blame the immigration for that. Obviously, they had to check everything manually and be careful about what they're doing because they're dealing with people leaving and entering the country. So, well, well done to them for getting it sorted and, you know, for doing their best to ease congestion at the airport. Now, moving along, another interesting story, but two French nationals implicated in production of fake French ID cards. Two male French nationals who used to teach English at a foundation in Chiang Mai have been accused of producing and selling fake French ID cards to illegal immigrants in France via the dark web. The two men have only been identified by Thai cyber police as Francois and Jonathan. Police General Roy Interpirot, the Deputy National Police Chief, told the media today that the suspects had made huge profits from the sale of the fake ID cards, which were produced in Thailand and sent to their network in France. Working on a tip-off from the French embassy in Bangkok, Thai cyber police launched an investigation, located the two suspects in Muang district of Chiang Mai and sought search warrants from the provincial 
court. They searched a house in a Hangdong sub-district belonging to Francois, but found only his Thai wife of 15 years and her daughter. Printing equipment and cryptocurrency documentation were also found in the house. Francois' wife, uh, Wisher Pan, reportedly told the police that her husband did not have a permanent job besides teaching English at a foundation, but had been given her money on a regular basis. Francois is reported to have been arrested in France last November. In the search of a condo in Nongpa Krang sub-district, police found Jonathan and seized several laptop and desktop computers from the room. He was taken into police custody. A cyber police officer said the gang sold each fake ID for about 60,000 baht. So what's that, about 1,500 euro or so. Um, so it looks like, I think judging from this, Francois has all been caught in um, France and he's possibly been held. And now Jonathan's here. He'll probably face extradition to France at some point. But um, again, it does show the cooperation between police forces around the world in apprehending these criminals and for aiding and abetting people, obviously, to use fake IDs to enter other countries illegally as well. Now, moving along to a story that, well, is surprising to say the least, but positive in a very good way. Court clears PETA of ITV shares charges. Now, the Constitutional Court has cleared the former leader of the Move Forward Party, Peter Limjanarat, of the charges that he contested in last year's election while holding shares in a media company. The court ruled that ITV is no longer a media business, therefore Peter's holding of shares in ITV did not violate the Constitution and the electoral law. This means that Peter will retain his MP seat and the ruling paves the way for his return to make a political comeback after he was suspended from performing his legislative duties since last July. Speaking before the ruling, Peter said if he was cleared from the charge, he would consult with House Speaker Wan Muhammad Noor Mata as to when he could resume his MP duties. The political drama against Peter who was the prime ministerial candidate of the Move Forward Party, started in May last year when the Election Commission accused him of holding 42,000 shares in ITV PLC, which is registered as a media company, when he filed his candidacy in the election. Now, Article 98 of the Constitution states that owners or shareholders of newspapers or other media businesses are prohibited from being candidates in House elections. The EC put forward the case to the Constitutional Court, which later agreed to consider the case and ordered a temporary suspension of Peter from Parliament. Now, in his defence, Peter insisted that ITV was no longer active as a media business and that the shares he was holding were inherited from his father and that he was only acting as their manager. So, quite surprising that this ruling came true. I think it was eight to one or seven to one in his favor. So the, obviously the majority of them believed in what he said and they were able to prove that this company really has not been. I mean, the company that they're talking about and the 42,000 shares rep is 42,000 shares of something like 1.6 billion shares. So there's no controlling interest in that. 
but also the company has been pretty much doing nothing since 2007 and has been wrapped up in legal battles with uh, the Prime Ministerial Secretarial Office. Uh, it has no licenses, it doesn't do anything, so it's not, I mean, it's a surprise because the Constitutional Court in general don't seem to be very favourable towards the Move Forward Party. Now, the other issue here, of course, is on January 31st, we have another case at the Constitutional Court where the Move Forward Party and Peter Lim Janarat are up again because of their insistence on changing the uh, 112 law, which is basically defamation of the monarchy and whatnot. And this has been brought against them, basically saying that by wanting to change it, they're trying to overthrow the monarchy in the country. And this is the next big case where uh, the result of this would mean, if they were found guilty of this, the Move Forward Party being uh, disbanded and basically broken up by the court. I'm not sure what happens to the MPs, but it's possible that they could reconvene under maybe another party, but who knows, but then maybe the people in it would be barred from government. It could be an issue that the, it could be a thing that the constitutional court are looking at both cases and thinking which one is the better issue here, you know, which one should we really focus on? Let's let Peter off here, but we're going to ban the move forward party, so we'll get rid of him anyway on January 31st. And that could be exactly what's going on. It's, it's particularly hard to know. On the other hand, they could find that the move forward party and what, the, what they were proposing was only a change of the law, but not abolishing the law, which I think is a very clear point that was made uh, during their, their court appearance at the Constitutional Court. Uh, they wanted to reduce the prison time, but they didn't want to abolish it reduce the prison time and I think that's significant. It looks like in Thailand or the way it's been argued that is you can't you can increase the law, you know, increase the prison time and that's okay. But if you try to reduce it while well, you're overthrowing the monarchy in many ways and that's what the argument is basically in the constitutional court at the moment and what it was in parliament when there he was trying to gain election as the prime ministerial candidate and actually he put that forward so it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this month but for now peter is straight back into the parliament uh they consulted uh the house speaker and yes he's been cleared by the constitutional court he will take back over as leader of the move forward party uh, from the guy that uh, had, was um, substituting for him while his case was pending. And it, it's good to see him. It'll be good to see him back in politics because I think Peter Lim Janarat is good for Thai politics. I think he brings a, a fresh view and his goals for Thailand are progressive. And I think that's important for Thailand and bringing Thailand into the 21st century. But I'd love to know what you think about that as always down below in the comment section. Now, we'll move on to the story of the day blockbuster here russians caught gambling at poker four russian gamblers were arrested while playing poker at a luxury villa in muang district in phuket a fifth was charged with possession of substances for smoking in a baruka pipe police armed with a court search warrant raided the villa in soy salika tamban raiwai on monday as they arrived, they saw a man park a motorcycle outside the premises and hurry inside. Police followed him in and up to the second floor, where they found four other Russian nationals playing poker. The poker players were detained and police impounded a large card table. Two decks of cards, 88 chips said to be worth about 356,300 baht, substances used for baraku smoking and other items. The four car players allegedly admitted to gambling at poker using the chips as cash.
The motorcyclist admit, admitted to ownership of the Baruka substances, police said. He was charged with buying or having prohibited items. Now, all five were taken to Shillong Police Station for legal proceedings. The raid followed an investigation into reports of foreigners illegally gambling at the villa. So, clearly, this is a huge news story in Phuket. Four people were in their private home playing poker. And the police, armed with their search warrant, had to go and bust it all up. It does make you wonder. Why, I, I, look, I know gambling is illegal in Thailand, but four mates in their house playing a bit of poker, I don't think warrants this kind of investigation. Now, it's obviously somebody snitched on them, just to let people know. It's very obvious that happened. That somebody said, there's four lads playing poker over here every night. And we want something done about it. But when you look at the crimes that are going on in Phuket at the moment, when you look at the state of the uh, of the road accidents and the lack of law enforcement on the road, when you look at you know taxi drivers beating each other up outside of Phuket International Airport, taxi drivers harassing young students in cars, um, people selling marijuana wherever you want, even though you're not meant to. I mean, this. I don't know how this would become something that was, you know, really, really a necessary thing, a high, something high profile, something that need to be put up there, something we need to do straight away. Of course, I wonder if the 356,300 baht had something to do with it too, and hopefully there was receipts for all of that. But nevertheless, I, I always do find that these things are a little peculiar, and there's, I think there's a lot more to this story than meets the eye and, and hopefully maybe it'll come out in the future but we'll move along to the next story now a strange one and there's kind of a follow-up to do but a pet line cub in bentley convertible raises police hackles now a viral video clip of a foreigner cruising around Pattaya city in a luxury convertible with a lion cub sitting in the back seat has prompted officials to launch a probe the video was posted on facebook uh, on Tuesday, showing a foreigner driving his convertible Bentley with the Lion Club wearing a chained collar sitting on the back seat. Patia Tourist Police said on Tuesday that the investigation to be carried out in collaboration with Immigration Police and the National Park officials aims to prove the legality of ownership of the exotic animal as well as to ensure public safety. The police said the Department of National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation will ask the foreigner for registration evidence of the animal under CITES that cites the Convention of International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, which is a requirement for ownership of a lion. A DMP official added that in Chambury province, a total of 15 lions have been registered with the department, with owners including one zoo and four Thai individuals. He added that lions are a popular pet among wealthy Thais and foreigners, with a price tag of around 500,000 per animal. Those who failed to report the ownership of sites-protected animals could be punished with a maximum of one year imprisonment and or a 100,000 baht fine. So, an update on this story is they have found the foreigner. He contacted the police via his lawyer. They went to his house, but he wasn't there. The lions, I think there's more than one lion, by the way, are there. He's not, but he's talking to his lawyer to them. So obviously it looks like these lions are illegally owned and he seems to have disappeared. Now, he's obviously a very wealthy individual, judging by the cars that were in the car park of, a, of his luxury villa, along with the very nice motorbikes and these lions, which, as you say, we're talking 500,000 for each one. 
Uh, it's nuts. But, you know, if you do something illegal or you have something illegal going on, the last thing you need to be doing is flaunting it in this country, especially as a foreigner, because you will always, you know, attract attention. And people will always be wondering, where did he get all the money? Where did he get this, this uh, lion from or whatnot? Now, this guy went full hog on it. He decided, I'm going to drive a Bentley and I'm going to put my little lion in the back. That won't draw any attention. And let's put the, let's put the roof of, of the car down as well so we'll make sure that we won't be noticed. I mean, sometimes people can be very, very stupid when it comes to things. And obviously, if, you're, if, the, if the animal's not registered properly, if the animal's illegally owned, if you have anything dodgy going on in your life, this is not the time to go around blow, blowing your horn and showing everybody how great I am. But it seems in this case, this guy certainly has done that and he's probably going to pay the price for it. And folks, that is it for today. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And uh, thank you for just listening and viewing uh, the show. Now, as always, if you like it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, notification bell, and obviously share the video if you can. As always, thanks again. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks again for your support. Take care. Bye-bye. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.